Good morning, good morning. It's amazing how God gets so creative to gain our attention. To gain our attention. And God is really, really, really showing up and showing out like never before. All night, I've just been tossing and turning, declaring and decreeing. And I say, wait, let me just sit up. Let me just see what he has to say. Because he can also speak while we're asleep. We can also commune with God in and out of our sleep. But it's just something about those, those hours of the morning, the early morning. When God gives us an opportunity to receive his mercy that is new every day. It's not mercy upon you versus you making a mistake. It's not mercy to sense of rededication. It's not even mercy in evaluation. It's all acceleration. My mercy is here is a part of me you never seen before. But I'm going to release it unto you because I want to show you what you never saw before. What you never encountered before. Because I love you that much. I see your effort. I see your energy. I see your hunger. I see your thirst. I hear your prayers. I see every single thing. There's nothing that I cannot see. And I see it all. Everywhere. Amongst everyone. At the same time. Every single time. Day. I see the realities which you live from according to where you believe from. I see how much you care about bringing great change in the earth. I see how bold you are becoming, how quickened you became, how sharpened you became, and know it's more to come. And you're so excited for the more to come to be better for you, to be better for them, and not for them to be better for you, for you to get yourself together. Wise decision. I'm tossing and turning. I'm tossing and turning. Wait a second, God. Let me just see what you have to say. I want you to see my mercy. I want you to feel my mercy. I want you to encounter my mercy. That's new, available unto you and I this day. I want you to receive more revelation of what you're about to step into. I want you to see the signs that I prepared before you because of my mercy. My mercy puts me in a place to serve you while you're serving me. To exalt you while you're exalting me. And who can exalt higher than I? Who can bless? No one but me. Save God. All good things come from me. I'm where it starts and I'm where it ends. It's only me. And the ending is not to stop. It's to continue on. But it's only me. The everlasting end is only me. Your everlasting outcome is only me, save God. Do you know what your outcome is? Do you know what your position to go into? Many times I use you to give a word. And I'm also speaking right to you. I see thoughts that you would have beforehand. 
I always see beforehand because I'm the one who created time. And I'm not moved by time that I created. So come along with me as my mercy is new this morning. The word I want to give to you today, Quinesha, is the revelation of discovery. The word discovery. Because you're going to and I'm going to discover many things from the past, the present, and the future. And it's all unto the glory of God. You got things in your family bloodline that's way down that you're not even aware of. That me not even aware of because the people who left those things behind not here to tell you. But here's God in such a time as this. God showed me the word assets. A lot of assets are being discovered. A lot of land, a lot of property are being discovered. I said I'm going to have you in a line flowing with milk and honey. I didn't say what parts of the line. Who had the line? But just know that you inherited. Flowing with milk and honey. Hallelujah. So much knowledge because of the wisdom. And because of the wisdom and knowledge, so much understanding. We're understanding God more. How God thinks and why he thinks the way he thinks. Because he can. He can do all things. That's why he thinks the way he thinks. That's why he do what he do, how he do, when he do, and whoever he chooses to do it through. Because he can. Now live from that reality. Because our father can. God said, I'm going to give you simple answers to the world's problems. Simple solutions. They're figuring out all kinds of ways to create a solution for and many of the solutions is through water. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> through water. Got scientists trying to figure out and do all these chemical experiments and putting all these things together and creating new narcotics and, you know, new sedatives to try to cope with what's going on here. Put the name to things. And God said, I'm going to give you something simple as time to use water. <laughs> Hallelujah The suicide rate has went up rapidly But the children of God voices Have went up further than that Negative anything gets no glory And people have their reasons as to why they don't want to be here no more. And God said it has nothing to do with the economy. The economy has nothing to do with the suicide rate. It has everything to do with emotions. And how we are emotionally unstable is due to our mental ability. Many of us walking around unstable mentally and we're diagnosing ourselves 
I have anxiety. No one noticed me. I feel alone. I don't feel important. I don't know anybody. Nobody knows me. I'm still in the same situation. Seems like I'm never going to get out. Still working to get by. I want to live a life of just enjoyment. I see people going on vacations. Where's mine? I got the same vehicle I had for years. My bank account's still the same. My body still feel the same. I go to my house all the time. I'm lonely. I don't feel like I'm worth being here. Then we got some. I married the wrong person. It looks so good on the outside. We pose a set example for other people. People love how we look on the outside. We don't even touch each other on the inside. We used to be in love. But we painted our own picture on what love really is. We thought merchants, you know, you look nice and you have the latest electronics and you hold hands in public and you get two different vehicles and you combine two incomes and you have a great big home. But guess what? My spouse don't even want to touch me. I want kids. My spouse don't even want any. Don't even want to curry my seat. It seems as if my spouse feel disgusted by me. I'm unhappy. I've been pretending. I feel like I could I could take it. It's getting to the point I can't pretend no more. I gotta cry out to somebody. She begging me not to. Cause she based upon image. We have a great image. We made a great name for ourselves. We forgot about the name God given us. We dressed ourselves up good. But I see people who don't have the materials that we have and they are so happy than we are. I would give all this junk up to have a home with happiness and love. And children. We have money, no nothing else. And that seems to be the opposite of what God is trying to do. He wants us to have the everything else and then come the resources. And the everything else is the fruits of the spirit. We don't have that. We can pretend we show that, but do a demonstrations. It's clearly seen. We don't have it for real. You can't pretend to love if you can't love each other without pretending. There's no such thing as one fruit without the other. Without one, you have none. Because God said without love. Without love, you have none. You have nothing. You can't have peace without love. Can't have love without peace. Can't have kindness without generosity. You can't have generosity without self-control. It takes self-control to be generous. Because you're not just being generous to those who are generous back. To those who despitefully use you, maliciously talk about you, you're still being generous. Messiah, Diamosokan. It's not about being dressed up. 
is laying at his feet, throwing things at the altar. Look, I need to watch my mouth. Let me throw my mouth down. Let me throw these words down. Because words can be very sharp. And I'm saying some sharp things. I'm cutting. Cutting. And some people can have you to think that you have a smart mouth. But whole time, you're not having a smart mouth. You're just being smart about the situation. By not allowing someone to try to take advantage of the situation. And they try to have you to think that you're doing something wrong just to gain control over you when you're right. Come on, somebody. When we grow with God, we become more like God. That's the purpose of walking alongside of him. My words, your words have became richer, became sharper. And it shows the more we spend time with him. If we don't spend no time with him, we're going to be saying things we've been saying. Instead of ways we've been feeling. We got to ignore those thoughts. Something wrong with you. No, it's not. I'm not happy with yourself. Yes, you are. Your life is boring. No, it's not. You're lonely. No, you're not. And then we diagnose ourselves. I have anxiety disorder. I'm experiencing vertigo. I'm, I'm, the thing is, if you entertain negative thoughts too much, your body organ is going to respond to that negativity on the inside. Because of your thoughts. The mind tells the body what to do. But if your spirit not control the body, the body is under total submission, total subjection to follow along with the spirit man know what to say and know what to do at all times. And that's the war. Allowing your spirit man to continue to overrule your flesh. In spite of anything that you and I come across every day. You're in the best days of your life And here you are trying to tell yourself You're in the worst days Your health couldn't have been better Because now you receive fresh revelation After getting better By doing better And we don't want to do it But we still declaring and decreeing What we don't want to see happen Many want to commit suicide Right now Due to Mental instability. They don't care about it. It's not the money. Money come and go. Everybody experienced that. Money comes and goes. It's not the money. It's the thoughts that you're trying to cast down that keep coming back. Because we're not exercising our authority. Now here comes anxiety again. Look at your life. And the thing about it is, many of us are being anxious not to progress. But want to see our lives prospering. And we're anxious about the change. And it's causing us to feel down. And using words quote unquote like depression and anxiety. And if you, if you sit around and let it trigger long enough. The gun going to go off. And you're going to engage in that suicide thought. And here comes God who's greater. Doing your engaging. Trying to end your assignment. Here comes God. Wait. Haven't I always been faithful? Didn't I always get you through it? So why are you thinking I won't this time? 
And Satan is really trying to do some serious convincing. Yeah, go ahead and do it. You just go straight to go straight to heaven. No more pain, no more anger. No one likes you anyway. No one cares about you. Look at your life. Your life sucks. You want everybody to know what you'll be doing behind closed doors? You want the secret to come out? You better go home then. Go ahead, take the pills. It won't work. Just overdose on pills. You go to sleep and just don't wake up. Before you know it, you'll be in the kingdom. You won't wake up to the earth. you wake up in the kingdom. Take them, take them, take them. And he don't shut up either. Take them, take them, take them. Drink, drink, drink. Shoot up, shoot up, shoot up. Commit adultery, commit adultery. Fornicate, fornicate, fornicate. Lie, lie, cheat, cheat. Compete, compete, compare, compare. Be angry, be angry. Be unforgiving, be unforgiving, be unforgiving, be unforgiving. Be deceived, be deceived. Go all out with it. Have one messed up party because you misunderstood. No one cares. You're not important. No one says hello to you. No one reach out to you. You are nobody. 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 You are nobody. And many of us starting to see the truth. We ask God to, you know, level up. And then when God exposes the truth to level up, and we're like, whoa, this been a lie? Yeah. Whoa. God begin to float things up? I'm in this relationship, and I knew this wasn't a man for me. It's a lot of people going through, and this wasn't a man for me. I knew it wasn't, but I just wanted to have a man. I mean, he fit the best criteria that I see for me. I don't see nobody else. But he just talked to me like trash. It's always his way. Did he want to put his arm around me when I say yes to his way? He don't even recognize when I do things new. I try to impress my own husband. He don't even recognize me. I still feel insecure even though I'm married. Every time a female walk past with a big butt or tight clothes, I feel insecure. Like, I hate when women come around me and my man, my husband. To avoid arguments with him, I just let him go and have his way. He want me to eat what he eats, wear what he want me to wear, do what he want me to do. At all times, he's the one happy because he wants to be in control. But that's not what merch is. It's for him to take control. Not to control me. God is in control over us. So in other words, I made him my God. And I don't want to admit that I made that mistake because I've been married so long. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I'm used to this life. I don't know what to do without this man. We got years, years in. No, I'm not 100% happy. No, I'm not. And it's clearly seen, but I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying the best I can. Even my children know, my family members know, he's not the one for me, but they just gave up as the years went by. Okay, you've been together that long. Okay, just go ahead. You're going to end up with him. And my kids, they just accepted it because they love me. I'm not happy with this man. And it's clearly being seen and folded because I'm starting to feel my worth for the very first time from God. And I don't like how I'm being treated 
Now this man, because it's not like how God treat me. God is, you are a perfect example as my father, how I should be treated. And he's doing the opposite of what you're doing. I don't even want to give my body to this man. But I feel like I, I've been so long in this. How can I get out? Let me just drink my way out. Let me just smoke my way out. Let me just deny my way out. Let me roll my eyes out of this. There's an altar in front of every single one of us that we lay things down. Have the opportunity every day to lay it down. What do you have? What do I have to lay down today? And what I'm laying down is to never look back ever again. Even when you're confronted by someone who was back there, who treated you that way. And sometimes we see people, all of that come back, that means it was never gone. And if you respond the way you used to, that means you went back to go grab it again. If you've been converted. If it's all out of you and you begin to respond due to them being in your presence, you went back and picked up the old responses to respond the same way you used to. But when we come alongside with God, it don't matter who God bring around or who we encounter from the past, what place, what thing, your response will always be different. Even if you, you don't have to have nothing to say. You just smile and say, thank you, Jesus. That is gone. I don't have to say to anybody, what you done to me? You shouldn't have done. No, it's gone. I see you from a new place. And many people is like, so long. <laughs> Bye. You understand? You don't have to say nothing to explain nothing. And many people want to come back in your life just to take advantage again. They don't want to see you do better than them. And the people that try to take advantage of people and control people is because they feel like their lives are out of control. But to gain a sense of control, to control somebody else, to feel like I'm on top of things the whole time, now you're responsible for them falling because you're already there. God say, thou should not kill. Murder don't just mean with a weapon. It means to destroy. Thou shall not destroy. Thou should not make someone feel worse off than where they were. Thou should not disrespect. Thou should not backbite. Thou should not gossip about your neighbor. Thou should not do no malicious acts behind your neighbor's back. Thou should not betray your neighbor. Thou should not lie to your neighbor. You just destroyed their self-esteem. You just destroyed the way how they feel regarding you or even themselves because of what you've done. You verbal abuse somebody, I verbal abuse somebody, they're going to begin to believe what you're saying. They're going to start saying what you say. Yeah, I am a nobody. Yeah, I am stupid. Yeah, I am fat. Yeah, I am unattractive. Yeah, I'm going to stop caring about myself. 
Many people are holding things in, but God is trying to float things out. And they wrestle against flesh and blood. And they want the easy way out by quitting. You can, you can commit suicide spiritually too. <laughs> by quitting. By laying down your assignment. By picking up your life again. By putting down your cross. By denying the finished work. By saying what he didn't say. By doing what he don't do. By calling on the wrong name. Putting somebody's name above his name. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So many reasons why people wanting to go home now. I don't like my job. I don't make enough. Even those who are up their age, they shorten my disability. They shortened my retirement. I done spent my whole life, you know, working for this country. And I get this a little bit of my. They see me worth this much. Even those who serve the country. Military. You get injured and they give you half of your worth of your, you know, as a veteran. They feel so they give you, you know, a discount on resources, you'll be good. And, you know, but if they give you a discount on the house and don't give you nothing regarding the putting your hand to pay the mortgage, what good is having a discount? Who want a discount for food? We got no place to put it. A discount on a vehicle that you don't have the money to buy. That's the world's way. But here's God's way. With man, things are impossible. With me, all things are possible. To him who can believe. That's God's way. All things are possible. All things are possible. Money doesn't make you successful. Money don't make you, period. Money can't make. It can't even cause. Can't have a cause without an effect. It's a piece of paper to purchase things. And here comes God's grace to open up doors to have things, to encounter things, to step over things, to possess things. And here come God's resources to put money in your hand. To put resources in your hand. However, He wants to. We got to stop being the attitude. I mean, excuse me. Stop being in a place to have an attitude. I don't need no help. Turning down blessings like that. I don't need no help. I'm all right where I am. If I don't got it, I'll get it. I believe God to do it. Just not through you. At this time, it doesn't even matter what a person's motive is. God is working God is moving. He may use your enemy to sow into your life. You want to turn down the blessing from God, what you just prayed for? Nah. See, don't look at that person on how they look at you. Because that means you became entangled with their motive. Always see them higher. Higher than you. Don't see anybody according to what they do naturally. 
See, everybody from how they purpose to be, how they're destined to be, how they created, how they are worth being here. From that point of view, and that's how God sees everybody. He sees us all as a masterpiece, the apple of his eye. Now see your neighbors as that, no matter what they do or appear, you know, to be like. God said, Quenisha, discovery. And God just showed me all this land. And I mean, it's nothing on the land. It's places in the earth, it's no land. And God said, upon this rock, and you are that rock, I am that rock, I shall build my foundation, save Christ. He's going to have you build things. Not physically with your hands, but had things to be building with releasing to you the revelation as to what he want, where he want, and how he want it. Inventions. And he wants us to get out of thinking it's us as children of God against those who are children of men. No. We're taking them out of the enemy's hand and bringing them with us. But when they come on our side, which is the Lord's side, we have to help them while they're here, when they come. Even as we be in new creations, being new into the body, that's like being new on a job. You want to feel welcomed. You ever been new to a place or went somewhere for the first time and people looked at you like, Tah. or some people got jealous you were there thinking you were going to show them up and take their position. Tah. You don't feel welcome. And what we do when we don't feel welcome, we walk away. We avoid trouble. No, don't do that anymore. Help people feel welcome. Be happy that your family members are prospering. Your church members, your colleagues, the people in your neighborhood are prospering. Grocery store, gas station. See, the world's way of doing things is greed due to the pandemic. Now, everybody that's thinking of the world way of doing things are panicking and how they panic as business owners and all these things, they raise up their prices ridiculously to make sure that they're never going to be without because they see what time it is naturally due to earth realities. Not even being kind anymore. Not even being patient with people's accounts anymore. Don't even care about the people anymore. Just care about the self. Let me raise up the gas prices. Let me water down the gas while I'm doing it. So I can keep coming back. I had an encounter at the dentist. And what she did was she kind of tried to make the matter worse so I could come back and be seen again. That's your way of gaining your income because no one's going to the dentist due to not being close to people's face because you have to take off your face mask. So you want to, you know, have people to keep coming back by not doing the job, completing the job. You halfway do it. So they got to come back. Now, what kind of thought life is that? But you playing Christian music in the atmosphere. Get out of here. Satan, you're a liar. 
Let me up the price on the grocery store. I know I usually be this much, but I'm going to double it. We got to get income too. Shoot, we, we got to store for our family in case something like this happen again. Not even aware that your greed is actually demoting you, not promoting you. <laughs> because there's no way you could be able to sleep at night knowing what you're doing to cheat people, innocent people out there, earnest making money. I mean, honest <laughs> making money, honest way of living. And many are tossing and turning right now. And that's God doing that. Now you know you shouldn't be raising those prices. Now you know you shouldn't be relabeling those expiration dates. You know that food going bad. Stop putting the new food in front of the old food. Get rid of the old stuff. Cheating your workers out of money and they're working very hard to keep your business running. Hallelujah. I realize right now God has shared with me that majority of foreigners that became citizens gained businesses, whether it's a liquor store, tobacco store. There are many of them, carryouts. They study and see what do you really like to gain access to you and your resources. Oh, they like to drink alcohol? Okay, liquor store right here, here, here. And the thing about it is, raising the prices because they want to also gain out of greed and send to their family also where they're from even the drivers charges are ridiculous you won't really find an American owning a liquor store it's an Asian an Indian an Afghanistanian you understand carry out all Asians and many of us say people come here and take no they're coming here to receive what's being provided opportunities that are available but by it being in front of you the entire time you don't take it serious enough see they know the necessity of the opportunities because they know what it's like to not have what you already always have the opportunities so you can't get mad if someone come and get a business from another country and prosper when you have the same opportunity and resource that they have. In fact, you had them longer and you choose not to do nothing with it. Can't get mad. <laughs> Can't get mad. And up in the prices on things. Hallelujah. I know that product, products, excuse me, a cost but not as much as the prices are going up. No, it's not. Now, if a person has a heart for people and realize through compassion, let me be reasonable with my prices. Do you know how many people will come to your place of business? Because they realize 
that they're being drawn due to the love, the sincerity, the empathy, sympathy that, that you're showing, the compassion that you're showing. Because it shows that you care. And I don't see not one place of business that I have encountered. Let me say that, that I have encountered. Because they are, but I haven't encountered their prices did not double when they didn't have to. So people need food because they're in the house and they're eating more. Let me raise the prices up. Oh, a snowstorm? Let me raise them up. Oh, people going to be used, okay, getting back and forth. Let me raise the gas up. People going to need to put their kids in child care so they can work. Let me raise up child care expenses. Everybody can't stay home. Hallelujah. It's so amazing how God had me to not stay home with my son, but you know, he had me to wait till I wing him off, wing him off of nursing him. And he gave me, after he was born like two, a year off. After that, you know, it was just straight work, straight work, work, work. And the thing about it is, it's so amazing that now God called me off the job. You're not going back to work. But you are working. I have your full attention to do what I call you to do. And it's going to take your full attention to fulfill. And before he called me off... On the job, it was getting very challenging. It was getting very challenging. I had co-workers that was like, you know, you are an amazing woman. You know, you're not negative. You don't engage in the gossip. We talk about this and that. and You don't talk about what goes on in your home. And everybody talking about what's in their home, what their kids like, what their spouse like. You don't say a word. You just hear, attending to these kids, and you going home. And you're actually doing the best. And you're getting paid the less. And I was so embarrassed, guys. I'm going to tell you something. After I was on a job for 15 years, you know, God called me off. And then I'm on another job doing the same thing for about a year. I was there for a year. It's the last job I had for a year. And I'm in a church center. And I'm thinking, like, you know... I never worked inside of a childcare center inside of a church before. Oh my God, the presence is going to be that real. It's going to be amazing. It ain't going to be no this and that because it's in the church. Oh my God. Even the director got over on me on my interview. Are you a minister? See, what happened was she began to ask me questions. See, she saw my credentials. And my credentials puts me in a doctor's degree due to all of my certifications. And I have them all on file. And if I take them to a university for a certificate for all the clock hours that I have in early childhood education with or without special needs, I will have a doctor's degree. But God said, don't do that. You're not called to do that. You could keep your certifications because, you know, you earned it. You went to the trainings, the seminars, the webinars. 
She saw all my credentials. Oh my God, you are overqualified for this position. So what? She started asking about my situation, my past, this, that. She kept trying to deny me the job. She knew what she was doing. So what I did, I was like, you know what? I'll take whatever you can give me. That's what she wanted me to say. I'll take whatever. She didn't want to pay me my worth. I'll take whatever you can give me. Okay. I said, God, you want me to work here? God said, yes. Yes. I want you to be here. I said, okay. I'm in a church working God with kids. Oh my God. It's going to be so fired up in here. Oh, I get to pray over the babies because where I was from for 15 years is so diverse. Child, you can't pray. You can't mention your God name. Because so many others, kids who have different gods. So to, you know, not cause conflict or confusion, no one mentioned their gods, period. Even though I prayed over the kids, loved them and all that. But you can't go so far with your religion. And you got to be in order. You understand? You can't be on a job. They say you can't, you know, do your religion. You on a job. Jesus, the blood, the blood. Come on now. Come on now. Now you've been disrespectful. You can mention Christ's name. Trust me. I did for 15 years in that place without even being heard. But when it came to the co-workers, they received. But when it came to the children, you got to be mindful. I mean, do prayer request things and everything. But anyway, so I thought, you know, by me being in the church, it's going to be so amazing. I get to finally, you know, mention his name and pray and all these things. Mention his name loudly. Let me say that. He said, you know, correct that. You mentioned my name, but now you can be bold with it. Thank you. Because I did. But it just wasn't bold because we weren't supposed to. You know, you got to obey, the, you know, the job description. And she wanted me to say, you know, I take whatever. This lady, oh God. She said, okay, I'll just give you, I mean, I mean, you stand, you desperate for the job. I'm like, yeah. I'm telling you, this is last year, guys, last year. <laughs> okay, um, here go the price. And, and, you know, I was scared to show me. I'm like, what? $11? Oh my God. Oh my God. She just said $11. What? I'm used to $17. I'm used to $17. $11. I'll take it. I'll take it. We don't talk about I'll pay and what we do and you know it's confidential in other words don't tell nobody you make $11 I'm like is this a church or you know let me go back outside and read this yeah this is a church you know let me see her tag yeah you say minister my god okay this person asked what church you go to I say I go to this church oh you go to that church with them oh wow we love them Oh, we got one of those in the house, y'all. We blessed up in this piece. And then she called me back in there. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What made you pick, what made you go along with the job, being as though I offered you that little bit of money? She even knows she did. What made you go and just accept the position? Because God told me to. Why do you think God told you to? Because he's needed here. And that's what he said to you. That's what he said to me. It has nothing to do with the money. Man, my first reaction was, oh God, no, no, no. 
but God set me down, got quiet. During my lunchtime, I would go in the sanctuary. Well, we're not even going to the sanctuary, but I would go in. It's like a prayer room where they have one of the ministries on the weekdays. I'll go in there with the lights out and I'll just pray. I'll eat my meal quickly and pray. Five minutes to take me to eat that food and I'll pray. The little food that I had at the time, you know, I, you know, I pray. I pray for the place, pray for the church, pray for every church. Then the coworkers felt threatened. It was like, you know, she got all these credentials and my credentials went around fast. Oh my God. You ain't nobody coming to take my job. It's like I saw a complete opposite of me being excited to be in the church, working in the church. Ain't nobody coming to take my job. You go over there. You get these kids, the ones we don't want. Oh, sure, I take whatever kids. Then when the kids start coming to me, all of them, the person started realizing this woman is really nice. And some of these kids' parents are celebrities that who you hear on the radio. Uh, like Vicky Winans and Keir Shear, Shepherd, God, God Kids, and you understand. A lot of celebrities, I don't know all the gospel names, but you know, I know the song. You know, I used to see them all the time. I used to be like, hey, you know, sometimes when people see celebrities, they'd be like, act like they're not as exciting. Like, you know them just like I am. No, I was like, oh my gosh, hey, how you doing? Vicky Winans, what's up? What's up? Tasha Cobbs, what's up? And everybody put on the show when they come. But I saw what was going on inside. No one was attending to these kids. But when they, they know the hours before the prank come. And they before the prank come, they hold them in their hands like, we've been with you all day. Yeah, little baby. You weren't with them the whole day. I was. And so much I wanted to say so many times. No, I was with these kids all day. They was crying in my lap. I fed these kids. I sacrificed my lunch break to comfort these kids. To put them down for naps. And you guys did nothing but gossip and be on your phone. FaceTiming people. And doing your nails inside here. Eating peanuts in a nut. A peanut free zone. No peanut zone place. Due to allergies and you guys were eating my peanuts. Watch what y'all do around a new girl because you know she don't know us. We don't want her to tell. I was like, oh, I'm not a snitch. See, I will I called you. I won't call people out, but I got tired of it. I was like, you know what? I'm not a snitch. If you feel that way, maybe you shouldn't do it. And why are y'all cussing inside of a church? Why are you selling weed here? Oh my God. Why are you committing adultery inside of a church? You know why? You know why? I didn't, what I'm saying to you guys, I didn't say these things. I just went in the bathroom and I prayed. And they began to follow me like, she, she's, she's weird. She's not like us. She's different. <laughs> she's weird. Then they started looking and seeing what I was doing, being nosy. She's spending her lunch break inside the, you know, the smaller sanctuary. I see her praying. I hear her praying in the bathroom. She's praying about this place. She's praying about us. And what happened was I had to make a copy to get an apartment at the time. Thank God I didn't get it. And they wanted pay stubs. And I left the original copy in the Xerox copy machine. Oh, God. Here come a coworker with it face down. You know I ain't look at it right. You know, okay. 
All I can hear is the truth while you're lying. I looked at it. That's the first thing I did. I showed everybody. He's going, you know, I ain't look at it right. You know, I don't expose nobody, but it's your paste up. Okay, if it's face down, how you know it's a paste up? And I was so embarrassed. Doing all this work and receiving $11 an hour with all these credentials. You know, went from $17 an hour to $11. And here goes the workers. They were whispering about me. And I could hear them whispering. And they was like, Quenisha, we had no idea that they paid you this little bit of money. All this work you do, all these credentials you have, and you notice below the, you know, the pay to work in this type of field. We making $15, $16 an hour. Assistants making 13. You're making $11 as a head teacher. And you know how much you make and you come in here every single day with a positive attitude. Every day. We noticed that you don't eat much during lunchtime. And we realized that's why, because you don't make nothing. But you make sure you got something for your son every day when he come here and ring the bell to meet you so you guys can leave. And you always have things for him every day. So these, they have a, um, a bar there, a food court bar. And I would buy things for my son, like chicken salad sandwiches and, you know, like cold cut sandwiches and chicken strips and french fries and slice of cake. They got the best cook there. And I would buy that for him. They're like, you ain't even eat the food you bought today. Oh, you gave it to your son. You ain't even eat lunch. And we noticed you've been praying. And they've been getting to play um, gospel music and they realize you're not no ordinary woman. No, you're not. You're on an assignment. We know an assignment. Even though we make mistakes and you, you know, saw all the things that we do, we still know what it's like to live a lifestyle unto God. Even though we're making mistakes, we still, you understand, we go to churches too. We don't go to this church. We got churches too. We know the lifestyle to live. And you are actually living it. You don't talk about nobody. And what happened was, my last day there was when, I mean, we was, um, let me, let me rewind it back. Let me speak a little faster. I got 10 minutes. And they was amazed. They were hugging me. They was like, my God, you amazing woman. And the pandemic came. We were all at home. We were getting paid at home. So whenever we on computer, we got to still teach the kids like we in class. And I was eager to do that. I went to the store. I invested in things. I bought all kinds of arts and crafts. Parents get these things. I mean, reasonable prices with things, you know. Go to the dollar store and get this and that, you know. We've got some fun, some creative fun. Make sure y'all cover up the furniture or whatever. Just, you know, not going to make it too messy. But I want the kids to enjoy as if they're in the classroom with me. If you're having to do it outside, you know, it's a little hot, getting hot. You can do it outside, you know. Do the project outside if you want to. If you don't want to get your furniture messed up or, you know, and... It was just so amazing, you know. I did a volcano with them, made one. They saw it erupt. They was like, oh, wow. The little kids were so excited. You know, I would eat lunch with them. We'd go on a picnic. And 
everybody at home eating, and some of the parents looking all frustrated, kids running around the house, like, we all open back up again, you understand? And the direct, direct, the director, excuse me, came and was like, I don't have no money to pay you guys, because without no tuition, we don't have no money to pay. I can't pay my own rent, my own mortgage, excuse me, my own mortgage. And God was like, she's lying. She's a millionaire. She can pay her mortgage. She can pay you guys right now if she wants to. She don't want to. Because she feels as though y'all not working inside the facility. So why get paid? That's how worth, that's how much she feels about you guys. That's the worth she has towards you. She's showing how much, you know, she cares about you guys. And one time she went without paying us. And had me to pray about it. Quinesha, um, can you pray for... Had no idea I'm a woman of prayer. And after I got finished praying, everybody about was open like on Zoom. Like, well, this, this quiet woman. And we know that you be praying. We know you got fire like, what? Your quiet self. And all of a sudden, oh, I got money to pay you guys. Uh, Quinesha, hey, uh, keep praying. Keep on praying. You understand? And then when it's time to go back to work, I went back to work and the face mask that she had us to wear, we had a covering, a shield, and a face mask. We couldn't breathe. And you're going up and down with these kids, running up and down with these kids. I got to catch my, I can't be, and you can't be caught because they have cameras without your mask. I mean, you got to wear it the whole time, even in the bathroom by yourself. I was like, oh my God, we got to change this, God. And the last, my last day was when she said, it was never celebrity came in a room. And they were coming to see, you know, how was the center is ran so they can, you know, have their children there. And I was walking towards her and she pushed back and fanned away from me like, get back, get back. And the celebrity looked at her and smirked like, that's embarrassing. How are you going to fan your worker back? Somebody who works for you. She fanned me back like I was a disease. Get back, get back, get away from me. My mother came and bought me lunch. I couldn't find it in the, I was like, she says in the fridge, I couldn't find it. She wrapped my lunch in a trash bag and set it in the fridge. We can't touch no germs. We, uh, it's just, uh, you guys are beneath me, disgusting. The, the pandemic, there's COVID, you know? All you guys are germs to me. Get away from me. And the third strike was she didn't know my name. Here she go, Miss, um, whatever your name is, that's it. God, I obeyed you this far. I'm not coming back. I felt like Jonah. I ain't going in. But guess what? God already knew he wasn't sending me back. You're not going back. I went home. I thanked them for everything. Can we talk about this, please? Can we please, please? But we're not going to give you your whole check. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Because you owe me more than that. Make it $11 an hour. But I was on assignment. And I went to headquarters. Or the person in charge of this church. Which is your family member. Who have no idea what's going on. They left you this center. They were running it. But because they're expanding... They left it in your hands and you're not doing a good job. See, inside, I see what goes on here. And it's a mess. 
And God used me to have those workers be blessed by changing the way they treat the children, each other, because they realize if this woman can do this for $11, come on, y'all. We making $15. And you can tell me, come on now. Come on now. This woman is nothing. She's an angel here. I'm trying to tell you. I will be so hungry at work, guys. I mean, I'll be special and be growling. And I didn't have it like that. I had to pay for, you know, other expenses for me and my son. You know? The guy I was married to was going in and out. Would, would leave for days. So I had to do things in my own house. I didn't know what to do at times. And I thank God. It, it was getting so rough because God knew that I was breaking through to where I am today. And God knew when he sat me home, now you have more time to pray. Now you have more time to sit before me. Now you get to see things for what it really is in your home. Because now you have time to see what's going on in your marriage. Which is not even a marriage. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. It's like, wow. Seriously, wow. So I left that place, impacted that place because of humility. And I came across some of the parents. What happened to you? We want, can you be our nanny? Mm-mm. I'm at home with my son now. You are an amazing woman. I never met nobody like you. I never met nobody like you. See, God will have us on jobs for a purpose. And it's so much bigger than you. See, God wanted me there for those kids. These parents paying all this money. In the 2300s. Even when the kid's not there or when the center is closed, they still have to pay. And I saw these celebrities and I began to pray for them, the, the children, their children, and pray for them. Looking at all these beautiful marriages from God. And you can see which ones from God, which ones are not. They're looking so happy together and they look good together too. I'm like, oh, y'all look so good. Every couple of God look good together. I'm like, oh my God, y'all look so prosperous. Even the babies, oh God, they're so cute. Y'all look so cute. God. I look at mine, I was like, ew, <laughs> ew. I felt like Lucy. Ricky, oh God. I was like, oh God. A mess. You understand? And God cleaned up the mess for me. By me, you know, admitting that it is a mess. And that I made a mess. Can you help me, God, clean up this mess? God said, you step out the way, let me handle it. And it's been that way ever since, guys. Hallelujah. And guess what? When I come across the people that did things to me and disrespected me and even co-workers or whatever did things. Okay, that's past feelings and past thoughts. Look at it now. Look at God now. And not just say look at God like he's not also available unto you. Look at God in us. Us being the person of wisdom, having wisdom. Being a bigger person with knowledge. Because you gain the understanding. No, look at us now. Now watch me prosper. Nanani boo boo. No. Get up from here. God has something for you too. It's my time for now. Greater is he who's in us 
that you was in the world. I love you. Enjoy this day discovering.